The Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't care if Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gillette, in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. This is News Talk. Now then, you're very welcome along. We've got a great show for you this evening. Stuart Lancaster will be in studio talking life, Leinster, the move to Paris, all on the way from this hour. Stephen Bradley is a very happy manager. You uh, won't be surprised to hear. Shamrock Rovers champions for a third time in a row. We'll hear from him. Plus, it is a Champions League evening. Dan McDonnell will be along for the football show. 53106, the text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Michael McCarthy in studio. Hello. Good evening, Joe. And Richard McCormack. Hello to you. Hey, gents. There you are. Sorry, slight delay, but we'll uh, we'll make do. So, um, Michael, we were we won't labour the point. We were talking about the Sky News uh, yesterday, GA Sky News, and the television deal, as we understand it, thus far announced this afternoon. You've been looking into this. Give us the lowdown. You're uh, suspecting with far <laughs> more games on, we'll be seeing far fewer of them. Um. Yeah, well, I don't know if we'll be seeing far fewer of them. There will definitely be far fewer on television. So basically the deal now is that there is uh, 31 live games from RTE, which is the same as what they had before. The previous deal would have added on 14 live games from Sky onto that. So we would have had 45 uh, televised games in the previous deal. Um, That is now down to 31 from what we can see. GEA Go are going to be a bigger part of things. By the way, there's. I'm saying that that's outside of a BBC Northern Ireland deal that like uh, they will be showing more games from the Ulster Championship. They'll be showing the All-Ireland Finals um, as well. So there is, there is other ways of watching, specifically Ulster football, hmm. more. But in the overall sense of things, uh, from outside of BBC, there's, we've gone down from 45 games to 31. But uh, which is just, it was just very surprising to me that we didn't increase the amount of live games available in the television deal, even just with RTE. Now, the condensed season is definitely an issue there because when are you going to put the games on? But ultimately, with the Talton Cup in, with the round robin uh, in football coming in, obviously the round robin and the hurling uh, still going, you've gone from basically 60 live, sixty games in the championships to over 90 in you know the last few years since the last TV deal. So there's obviously more scope for games to be on. Look, we have a second highlights uh, show on RTE. That's obviously a positive. There's lots of good in there. But I suppose the question has got to come to what way do people see the GEA go? We don't know the details of it. They have at least guys 14 games plus more, which they've obviously, you know, we've had some games there in the past. So how much is that going to be? Is it going to be pay-per-view? I'd imagine there will be at least that option. I would also imagine there will be a package option. Um, we don't know how much that's going to be yet. We also don't know what the service is going to be. Will that step up in production? Uh, you know, Alan Milton has been uh, from the GEA has been talking today about the GEA seeing themselves more as a as a, a media option in themselves. You know, which is uh, which I, you know is an interesting angle for them to take. But obviously, it's it's a, a lot of sporting organisations are going down that road, and the GEA have taken a leap. It's an interesting one. I think it's a brave one too, you know, because, you know, it does lead us with just streaming has become a big part of the new media deal. 
and you know ahead of like an awful lot of organizations in that regard but considering there was so much uproar about you know as somebody called it the proverbial outlet as somebody have put it on twitter today you know the person who is going to struggle to see games on sky sports and all like streaming is a whole new world entirely mm. for that and also if things remain as they were, and again, we don't know the cost structure of this yet, that's yet to come out, but if they remain as they were, it's going to be more expensive than the Sky situation to see the same amount of games. What's good value for money? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Put me on the spot there. What do you think is good value for money? Like, I, I would imagine a pa- if there is these live, these 14 live games that we're talking about plus another 20 or so available and yeah. you have a season ticket for want of a better word, for 50 or 60 euro. I think that that would end up being very good value. Yeah, two, you would end up having match. a lot more than you had in previous things. Whereas if you're just talking about picking and choosing between games you want and maybe paying 10 to 15 a go, then I think you get up to your cost pretty quickly and you see a lot less games. Hmm. That would be That's just the way I kind of see it from outside looking in. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, I would think for lots of people... The bigger games will be on television and then the games they will seek out will be their own county, for instance. And that yeah. I might amount to one, two, three matches before those games start being on television because they're of a certain seriousness. It's interesting, actually. A lot of people kind of can I, I was talking about this on Twitter earlier and a lot of people came back with, look, there's the ability to pick and choose here, which, you know, is a good thing. And I suppose for the individual county, if your game is going to be on GA Go, that is a fair point. If you can't make it to the game, at least you're going to have an option to see it. I'm not sure how many extra games are going to be available. Again, we'll we'll see that in time. Yeah. Okay. But that is a good point. That is a good one. But I don't know if are, are you missing out then as the general GEA fan who likes to watch all the games, who might want to watch three, four games in a weekend, and you're just that that again that that Saturday evening offering from Sky Sports is gone now and has been replaced with a streaming service that at least last year was pay per view. Mm. I just find it strange. Uh, Stuart Lancaster with us this hour. So he announced, obviously, he's heading for Paris at the start of next season. So we've had the conversation already. Really interesting on a whole bunch of topics. So Stuart Lancaster coming your way in the next 20 minutes or so. Richie will press on with the news round. It is, as ever, with thanks to Gillette. Kind of interesting uh, exchange around the Champions League this evening involving Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, uh, they are into the second half, we should note, in this evening's early Champions League kickoffs. Uh, in Group E, it's currently Salzburg 1, Chelsea 2. Mateo Kovacic put Chelsea ahead in the first half. Junior Adamu equalised for the host shortly after the restart. Uh, but Kai Havertz, with a brilliant curled effort into the top corner, has put Chelsea back in front. They're taking, looking to take another step towards the last 16 tonight. Later in that group, Dinamo Zagreb play hosts to AC Milan. Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu, as you mentioned, admits tonight's Champions League game with Shakhtar Donetsk is win or bust. Defeat at Parkhead would guarantee Celtic finish bottom of Group F and miss out on parachuting into the Europa League in the new year. The other game in that group also kicks off at 8, seeing Orby Leipzig play host to Real Madrid. Manchester City can secure top spot in Group G with a win away to Borussia Dortmund tonight. Stefan Ortega starts in goal for City tonight ahead of Ederson. The other game in that group also kicked off at 5.45 with Sevilla 1-0 up at home to Copenhagen. And Juventus need to beat Benfica in Lisbon tonight if they're to avoid missing out on the last 16. Paris Saint-Germain hosts Maccabi Haifa in Group F's other encounter. And the Postacoglu interaction? He was basically saying that tonight is winner bust. Oh, sorry. 
Well, sorry, I had something you sent it on to me about the uh, ticket situation. Apologies. I'm after uh, <laughs> getting the wrong email here. There was an interesting exchange uh, where Postacoglu was... I see now what's happened, Richie. I was uh, getting ready for the football show, and that's where I imagined that from. <laughs> we'll talk about it uh, with Dan later on. So, I hope Dan will see <laughs> Celtic playing Shakhtar, and a journalist asked, I thought kind of an interesting enough question, so the tickets for uh, the game in Glasgow this evening are £60 for Shakhtar fans included. Uh, Celtic fans, by the way, will only be charged £36 a ticket for their away game. But these prices, the point has been made, have priced out a lot of refugees who are living in Scotland. And so the question was put to Postacoglu, given the current war with Russia, along with the cost of living crisis, are you aware of any charitable initiatives planned by the club tomorrow that may see some refugees attend for free? And what are your thoughts on such ticket pricing given the current situations? I thought that's a good question. Good question. Yeah. Postacoglu not impressed. He called the question mischievous. He said, uh, I respect the question. You obviously did a lot of research, but you would have also realised before asking that question how much time and thought process I have in the ticketing when I am preparing for a Champions League match, which I sort of, you know, that's a fair enough point. He's not in charge of ticketing. So he said, I think you asked that question to be mischievous. And I think if you want that question answered and have a real desire to get an answer there's a more appropriate person to answer that question than me well you know he is the manager he is the uh, public face of the club I mean he could have said oh it's a good idea it hadn't occurred to me but he, yeah. it's not a mischievous question but maybe he not, felt to put I, him in a I feel like it was a good situation. question and if he didn't attack the journalist it was probably a fair answer you yeah. know like as in there is, there, is, there is a lot of like there is the public facing uh, element, you know, th- there's this public facing idea about managers, but at the same time, there's nobody suggesting they're in charge of everything to do with a football club. Mm. They shouldn't necessarily have to be answerable for every decision that no, the football true. club makes, you know. Now, when we talk about Eddie Howe, and the <laughs> yeah. I'll sound like a hypocrite in that regard, but you know, Richie, I'll try not to confuse the script you sent with just things I've read randomly across the day. So <laughs> let's uh, press on with your next story, Liz Truss. Uh, this one's about Rishi Su- yeah, Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak is the next story. Uh, Andy Farrell uh, says he has a full deck from which to choose ahead of next week's test with the Springboks. Joey Carberry is training fully with the Ireland squad this week, despite the concern that met his withdrawal from Munster's defeat to Leinster. That was a shoulder problem. Ty Byrne will gradually return to training this week, as will Jameson Gibson-Park and Jacob Stockdale. Calvin Nash too. Uh, Ty Furlong and Peter O'Mahony will also train later this week. Farrell has dispelled any notion that Saturday week's game will have any bearing on next year's third pool match at the World Cup, which also comes against the Springboks. However, it's as useful, it is a useful examination for his players. Yeah, they've got a unique way of playing and uh, they're all on the same page and that's their strength, isn't it? You know, they um, they know the points of difference and they go after it hard and they've been very successful being able to do that. Um, so... Obviously, being aware of what South Africa are about is is, is absolutely key because we, we need to know what, what they're trying to achieve. But at the same time, how we progress our own game is is, is just as, if not more important. You know, I think um, probably if you want to compare it to what we've faced over over the um, uh, shortest period of time, um, probably the, the French away game. You know, big big set who you go after you properly in, in defence and set pieces obviously um, a main part of their game play a good territory type strangling game and a pressure type game so obviously that didn't work out too well for us in the end so we need to show progression from that yeah, Andy Farrell there interesting parallel to draw from Paris and 
the physicality the French showed and the strangling of that game to what the South Africans can do. So it'll be interesting to see, having had several months to stew in that Paris game, what Ireland try and come up with. Mm. As for the point, to what extent it has a bearing on the World Cup next year, it's hard to know. I mean, Clive Woodward would have talked about winning in New Zealand ahead of the 03 World Cup as being fundamentally important. Can Ireland still hope to beat South Africa next year, even if they lose at home in Dublin? Yeah, of course, but there'll be some sense of belief chipped off, I would think, if they lose, especially in Dublin. I think um, a lot might depend on the game, a lot might depend on what South African team turn up. We've seen South African teams in November in the past that, Mm. you know, shouldn't have used the name. Springboks, you yeah. know, well, that's not going to happen this time. So they've rotated a lot this year, even yeah. just in the rugby championship. You would presume Ireland number one in the world, South Africa number three in the world. They fancy make a sta- making a statement of their own. You'd like, you'd you'd have to think so, but again, I I just think I just think we'd have to see how the game goes and yeah, what sure. kind of a team Ireland have out as well. You know, and maybe it's time that Ireland for you know don't worry about results but you know we don't want to be going into the World Cup but like like we did last time when everything just suddenly turned mm. uh, you know the Six Nations beforehand that we could never find that form back so I don't know it's such a weird balancing act but I th- I think that New Zealand th- last summer will have more of a bearing no matter what happens than whatever happens this weekend okay. you know or <laughs> this weekend this November yeah um, because ultimately we've beaten South Africa before it feels November. I don't know they, these home tests. I, don't, I suppose don't seem to have that same test element. Not, that, as, a, not as appliable to future. You know, and, and going yeah. and winning in New Zealand, having done it in Australia a few years before Ireland, have kind of done everything now except the World Cup. South Africa won't change that. Yeah. I still think it would do absolutely no harm to go out and no. be you know in a, what I'd love is Ireland to win this game like fifteen twelve. You know, low scoring, hard hitting, South Africa giving to, it all and Ireland they could it out, you know. Absorb the physicality and, mm. and live with it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so uh, we've got Wednesday Night Rugby uh, tomorrow and we we'll guess we'll start talking November increasingly from here on in. Uh, meanwhile, Richie, Stephen Bradley, he was uh, watching another game, it seems. He was at the Shelburne game, I think, as, as word came through. Yeah, Shamrock Rovers last night crowned SSE Electricity Premier Division champions for a 20th time without kicking a ball. Derry City's goalless draw away to Sligo Rovers meant the hoops can't be caught at the top of the table with two games left to play. The first of those, incidentally, comes against Derry on Sunday. Rovers boss Stephen Bradley told Nathan today that the illness of his son Josh was a motivating factor to his players this season. It came around a time of massive personal turmoil as well. You spoke about your son Josh and his illness. And talking to Gary O'Neill there, he said that was a real factor in the players' minds over recent weeks, that they knew every victory gave you and the family a bit of happiness, a bit of joy. Like From the outside football, it's very hard for people to know what's going on. How has that been for you? Been in here every day, been at matches? I'm sure in one way it's a distraction, but at the same time it takes you away from probably where you want to be. Yeah, it's been a brilliant release for me uh, to come in every day and, and work with these players and the staff and take my mind off uh, what's been the toughest year of our lives. Um, but I think the players, I asked the players when it happened to uh, to do everything possible to, to allow us Josh to lift that trophy for us and, and get the medal. And and um, they've more than held their end of the bargain. They've been incredible in, in how they've gone and done that um, for themselves, for the club and, and uh, for the staff, but for Josh. So, um, 
yeah, I'll be forever uh, in the debt. Yeah, I'd say he woke up a happy young lad this morning and hopefully Sunday night against Derry can fully enjoy those celebrations. Yeah, hopefully he's well enough to, to come to the game and and um, and celebrate with the players because, again, um, they've done it for him and, and he'll be the happiest little boy in Ireland on, on Sunday. It came around a time of massive personal turmoil as well, you spoke about. Yeah, there we go, Stephen Bradley. Wow, I mean, that adds a certain emotional intensity to football, mm. doesn't it? So, uh, hopefully... He is well enough to attend the game and enjoy the day and celebrate. We will play that full interview, Nathan, chant to Stephen Bradley on the football show between 9 and 10. So uh, Stephen Bradley in full chant to Nathan coming your way in uh, the show this evening. We're going to take a very short break. Mick and Richie staying here. News round continues. And then Stuart Lancaster this hour as well coming your way. You're welcome back. Stuart Lancaster in studio. That interview is coming your way in the next 10 minutes or so. We're continuing the news round. Mick here in studio. Richie with us as well on the line. The news round brought to you with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave. Magnificent Mo. You can sign up or donate at movember.com. A few text messages in. Ange Postacoglu could very easily have endorsed the idea. No, that was my sense. Without being overly critical of him, I understand he may not want to completely undermine his commercial department and I suspect the game may already have been a sellout so there wasn't much that could have been done but that was my sense that you go do you know what that's a bloody good idea and he almost has enough credit in the bank with the club I know but <laughs> you know he's facing an awkward conversation then that he probably doesn't want to have it's like sure. Ange there's nothing we can do about this what are you doing to me here man yeah you know but um, even as a gesture I'm sure you could yeah. find a way to fit a hundred in I'm sure I'm sure I don't yeah. know uh, hey lads read the GA TV writes the proverbial low lads are well used to streaming. Sure, weren't they all set up to stream mass through COVID and games, actually. I mean, club yeah, games. Club games constantly. Big, yeah, yeah. yeah, more so than mass. I'd say the lads were streaming the club games more than mass, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, streaming much better value than Sky. You only pay for what you want and it's far more accessible. There's no Skybox needed. This is a good development, reckons Colum and Ashford. Yeah, once the pricing for the individual games is good. I've gone a few times, like when I've been abroad, when there's a big match on. And I can't, I don't want to give an exact figure, but I do remember thinking the price for a one-off game was... Not super cheap. No. Oh, it's not. It's like 10 euro, isn't it? Or it's a bit more or even. So. Yeah, yeah ma- maybe 14, when you're abroad, 15, it's a bit more, yeah. Um, and look, if you're looking for games when you're abroad, you're, they're probably games that are televised in Ireland, which means that you've got full production values and all. That's not always the case with GEA Go exclusive games. You know, you're talking no about... punditry around it. It's often just no the commentary. No punditry, often one camera angle, yeah, yeah, yeah. so on. So, look, I mean, I think that is something that they will look at and will improve. So, you know, it is... With this new deal, it is... The one thing we have to be careful of is judging GEA Go by what's come before rather than what promises yeah. to come in 2023. Look, most of these outlets have dodgy boxes anyway. <laughs> They're up to no good. They're craftier than you think. <laughs> we can't just be running things for the outlets. Uh, Richie yeah, yeah, those lads who love stream what about the rest of us <laughs> are we not important too Joe we're all important everyone has dodgy boxes what I'm saying <laughs> uh, Richie Ronaldo then has uh, showed up at training and, and trained with the first team as we understand it yeah he is back training with the Manchester United first team the Portugal forward dropped a course for Saturday's one all draw at Chelsea in the Premier League having refused to come on as a substitute against Tottenham he is part of the squad preparing for Thursday's Europa League game at home to Sheriff meanwhile Sheriff head coach Stepjan Tomas has resigned two days before that game they suffered a defeat in the league at the weekend and he has blamed their lack of concentration on his own shortcomings All right. Uh, meanwhile Unai Emery 
Uh, yep, yeah, Unai Emery said he had to take the Aston Villa manager's job. The Spaniard was confirmed as Steven Gerrard's replacement last night, signing a three-year contract with the Premier League club. His first game will come on November 4th against Manchester United as he waits to have work permit issues sorted. Emery said he wants to take the Villa job as a sports challenge and as a different project. I was, uh, and again, Richie, I, I was, uh, this is the thing I was reading which I confused your uh, newsroom script with, but I was reading Unai Emery. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. He was uh, very aware of the ridicule of his language problems because even, you know, it hasn't been mm. forgotten. Like Gary Lineker tweeted, like, welcome back to the Premier League and uh, a very good evening. Yeah. You know, I said it last night and then I was mm. thinking about it afterwards. And I was like, probably shouldn't have done that. But. Well, he's talking about it. So he, saw, he did an interview with The Guardian yeah. after losing his job and he said, I had a decent level, I needed to improve. This is English. And it turns out he's been studying English ever since he lost the Arsenal job. Okay. So whilst leading Villarreal to a Champions League semi-final and a Europa League title, he's been learning English. So he knew he was coming back at some stage. But what he said to The Guardian after losing his job was, I had a decent level, but I needed to improve. And he made a fair point. When results are bad, it's not the same. You lack the linguistic depth to explain. Take good evening. I love the thought of him saying, take yeah. good evening <laughs> as an example. He says, OK, it's good evening. But when I said good evening and won, it was fun. When we were losing, it was a disgrace. See, this is why and I don't want to be like speaking for me and Gary Lineker making a joke of that. I always found that and there's clips of it of Uday Emery taking things very like taking himself very, very lightly in press conferences when it came to his accent and language and it became this fun thing rather than there's plenty of people who have not great English and we hear them and they don't get like I suppose mocked rather than ridiculed but maybe it did become ridicule after a while you know maybe maybe it was something that kind of like veered towards it as soon as things started to go poorly at Arsenal and probably became less funny and more problematic possibly well I think because everybody is on the outside and always looking for reasons as to why something is going wrong it's one of the few visible aspects they could hone in on whereas then, they, don't, they don't I mean for, for all anybody knows on the ground with the team it may have been something else like it's not a, it's not that they found him difficult to listen to I suspect but I did hear this in like real analysis okay. during the Europa no but I'm saying I don't know where it came it, 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 it was probably nonsense but when VRL were in the Europa League final people were doing pieces on Unai Emery saying he's clearly such a good manager is it that he can only get it across in a Spanish speaking dressing room because mm. he'd done it with Sevilla and he'd done it with uh, with uh, Villarreal but not so with, with, with Arsenal or PSG you know Gee, so yeah. they're like that's a question is it even based on anything but it certainly landed with me and then I'm immediately thinking, oh, just because he's done it at VRL doesn't mean he's going to be able to do it at Villa, which, given his record, is nonsense. Villa, like, I, even my, my reaction last night when it was broke here on the news round was a little bit sceptical and I'm thinking about it 24 hours on and I'm like, Villa have no right to be getting a manager as good oh, as Unai Emery. He's above them. Yeah, he possibly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. we'll see. No, he is. He <laughs> is. Now, know your place. He's above you. <laughs> he only got 18 months at Arsenal as well as the other thing, you know, it wasn't like and he was... got the Europa League final wasn't too far off and didn't and was have on a, a, didn't and was have on a, a hiding Richie to nothing there as well when you can, no they didn't they didn't and like look at when he came in and look at who he like succeeded yeah like anybody who came into that job after Wenger was on a hiding to nothing like they could have had an amalgam of Tony Adams David Rocastle and Thierry Henry in one person and they still would have been regarded as a failure mm. uh, because the squad that Arsene Wenger left was not good and the job that had to be done needed far longer than 18 months 
Um, so in one aspect, like he was he was almost done out of the job. He didn't necessarily cover himself in glory with results in it, but they weren't uh, hideous either. Um, but you, you can kind of see why there is that burning desire in him to have another crack at England yeah. because he feels that. And it, it's probably born of playing a lot of English teams in Europe as well um, that he can put together a side that can get results against the upper echelons of the Premier League. Oh yeah, no doubt. So uh, Donegal then, you mentioned they were going to be announcing their new management team and they have done that. Yep, Donegal last night confirming the appointment of Paddy Carr as their new senior football manager. 2002 All-Ireland winner with Armagh, Aidan O'Rourke, will join Carr as head coach. Carr previously managed the Loud senior footballers and also won the All-Ireland club title as Kilmacud Croaks boss back in 2009. Uh, quite an interesting one reading about this. So uh, Paddy Carr and Aidan O'Rourke interviewed separately for the job and now they're taking over together. I'm not sure who the Simon Cowell figure <laughs> on the Donegal <laughs> County Board was. <laughs> You went but, very similar place in your brain that I did there, actually. <laughs> but he did say to like Louis Tomlinson and Harry Styles, would you two think about yeah. teaming up? And now here they are teamed up. So there you go. Yeah. See how it works. So do you think they'll be as big as One Direction? I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the hills of Donegal. Uh, it's a f- that is in itself going to be one of the most fascinating things to watch next year. Because that is a, you know, you presume that there's already some kind of relationship there. The fact that they've agreed to do it. Hmm. but I don't know it's fascinating they've taken so long to appoint a manager they've interviewed two people seemingly couldn't make a decision between them and have appointed them together I hope this goes well and it could Yeah. but it sounds like a recipe for disaster well I mean I'm sure the two lads would have had to meet and chat oh no absolutely yeah I'm just, it doesn't sound like the ideal I think the fact that they're do things. going in together it's not like a Julia situation two, yeah. Yeah. Or, so yeah they're getting off to a a steady start and look Stuart Lancaster's on the way do you know pitched in with Leo Cullen worked out just fine yeah but as a number two as he'll say himself mm. yeah well I guess uh, it'll be one of, I mean if they, uh, akin to Unai Emery and his language if it doesn't go well it'll be pointed to as well it couldn't possibly work and it may or may not be the actual reason no I agree with you and it may not be and it's important to do proper analysis on those things but I also think there's a reason there's a concern for it mm. if, no, you know sure. if it does go, if it does come back now look again I it's taken so long I hope that they've got the right appointment I don't see any reason that it won't work yeah. I'm just saying that I'd be immediately going ooh yeah. that's an interesting twist we know so little you see I remember like after uh, in general uh, I've felt uh, like that all yeah, my life no, yeah. well indeed uh, chatting with a former professional footballer who was in great form and had worked under a bunch of managers and I had a perception of various managers based on how they had done and uh, I saw, almost just said can I, can I mention all the managers you worked with and do like a, who was good and who was rubbish and it was quite surprising at times who was rubbish and who was actually good yeah. and it didn't work out for. And none of us know because we're not there. Absolutely. Obviously, keep listening to Off the Ball for all the <laughs> you know, best analysis and everything. We'll get people who were there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, often that's the way. Uh, lads, I'm a very casual GA watcher. I'll be watching a lot, lot less. I don't know. If, that, if you're a very casual GA watcher, though, to me, that would suggest you just watch the bigger games. So why are you going to watch less? You probably weren't watching on Sky Sports anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe you were. Maybe you already have it. You have a football subscription or whatever but RT are still showing like I don't think that 31 is sufficient for the amount of games that are in the championship at the moment it is still a huge amount of games well over three months 31 games yeah Yeah. you can so have your fill all the big games are going to be on there are going to be games earlier in the season that are going there's going to be you know choices made that people are not going to be happy with Mm. 
Uh, we are and the wider BBC network are going to get finals as well. That was a footnote to the, to yeah. the email too. Yeah. That not only will BBC and I have the the Ulster Championships that they'll be shown on the wider network. How that manifests itself would be interesting to see. I know. Um, but BBC, uh, in a grand sense, is going to get uh, the viewing of an All Ireland final, which is going to be the Joey Barton tweets tenfold. I moment. know. Yeah. I mean, BBC Two being talked about is showing All Ireland finals, so I don't know. That'll get a an audience of at least 2 million. Oh, if it's BBC 2, it's a massive, massive thing. If it's BBC 4, sure. or, you know, online. So, oh, I saw BBC 2 reported today. Okay. In various places. So that's that's pretty interesting. Fellas, we're out of time. Richie, thanks very much. Nice and nice. Michael, thank you.